You're listening to the Weekly Parsha Podcast with Ari Goldweg, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Bishamesh, Israel 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's and in our Parsha, we begin to hear the story of the Makkahs of Mitzrayim, the plagues that Hashem brought upon the Egyptians in punishment for having subjugated the Jewish people through slavery, treating them in a way which was much worse than the decree had been. And we find in the, in the Psukim that referred to the Tzvardeya, the frogs that were brought as a plague upon the Egyptians, the second of the Makais, we find some interesting things I'd like to share with you from the Medrash. Hashem el boy el Hashem says to Moshe, I want you to come to Paro, and if you refuse to send, if you refuse to send out the Jewish people, I will bring a, I will strike you, Hashem says. That's the message that Moshe is to bring. Measure means the advantage. It's a pasuk in Kohelis and Ecclesiastes in chapter five, verse five, or verse eight. I'm sorry. The advantage of the land is greater than everything. So in the pasuk, the pasuk, the pasuk is teaching us that there's a concept that the land says Kohelis at the beginning in the first chapter of Kohelis of Ecclesiastes. Human beings, generation comes, generation goes, but the earth always remains. The earth represents something which is eternal, in a certain sense, at least in relationship to the, the human being. The earth has the advantage, person dies, the earth takes him back, right, from dust to dust. Rabbi Seinu Amrin. So, what does it mean, that, what is this concept of the advantage of the earth? What does it mean? The word Yisrael, which means an advantage, can also mean Yitaron, means something additional. So the Medrash is making a drasha like this. That there are things in, in reality, there are things on the earth, on the face of the earth, which might seem to be miyutar, they might seem to be additional, extra, unnecessary. For example, flies, mosquitoes. What do we need them for? Bakalhu, he's understanding the Medrash, the Medrash is understanding the verse to mean the things that seem to be extra on the earth, they are an essential component of the creation of the world. They're included in the kol. What does it say about kol, which means everything? The Pasuk says in Bereshus in Genesis that God saw everything that He made, everything that He made, and it was very good. So the things that seem to be extra, seem to be unnecessary, in fact, seem to be quite a nuisance, right? Mosquitoes, bothersome. They, they can even carry disease. Flies, they're very annoying. No says the Medrash, don't think that those annoying, seemingly useless, extra extraneous creations, don't think that they're for nothing. They're part of the creation that Hashem made that He said, that everything that I see is good, very good. 
We're going to see well, how does this connect to the Tzvardeya. Obviously, a Tzvardeya, you might say, what do we need frogs for? What is the concept of the frogs? Right? It's an interesting way of Hashem bringing a punishment upon the Egyptians through the frogs. Croaking is annoying, it's loud, it's bothersome, jumping in the food, jumping in, in, in the, uh, the Egyptians' throats, in their food, in their, in their uh, batsek, in the dough, inside of their ovens. There are other things in the world that you, you might think not only are they extraneous, but they cause damage. Why did Hashem make them? For example, snakes and scorpions. Why did Hashem make these things? They seem to be extra, they seem to cause damage. They also are included in the creation of the world. Not only are they not meyutar, not only are they not extraneous, they're essential, as we'll soon see. Now this is an interesting piece in the measure because it's, there's different ways to understand it. Let's see, let's see what it means. Hashem says to the prophets, There were some, including Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, who said, I don't want to be your shliach, I don't want to be your messenger. Yonah Hanavi, Jonah, he ran away in order to run away from, from having to do his agency that which he was appointed, the message he was to relay to the people of Nineveh. There were Nevi'im who said, I, I'm not worthy, or I don't want to, for whatever reason, be the one to, to, to bring your message, Hashem. So Hashem says, you know, you think that I need you to be my shliach. I want you to be my shliach. But don't think that I don't, that I, that I don't have other options. Because there's an advantage to the earth greater than everything. The Medjush here is darshaning and is connected to the previous concept as we'll shortly see. Medjush is darshaning, I can send whoever I want. I have an, there's an advantage of the earth. There's an advantage of the animals that spring forth from the earth. Even a snake, even a scorpion, and even through a through a frog, I can bring about my message, right? Yonah, let's take for example, he had a message that he had to give to the people of Nineveh. They had done sins. They were slated for destruction. Hashem wanted them to do tshuva. 120,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe 1.2 million, I remember the number. A lot of people. So, Hashem wanted them to do tshuva. He didn't want to destroy them. So, there are other ways of getting across his message. One way is having a, a prophet come and say the message explicitly and clearly. There's another way. Hashem sometimes sends a snake or a scorpion to bite a person. Or in, in our case, in the context of our parsha, Hashem sends a tzfardeya, a frog, to get that message across to the Egyptians that they've done wrong, that they are to be punished, that they are, that they've oppressed the Jewish people for too long. So Hashem uses everything, even, even a case where we see that an animal comes to bite somebody. Or as I was learning this with my son Moshe Dov, I said to him, you know, I'm sometimes recording these podcasts. I've been doing the Bitochen podcast out in the, uh, 
out in the fields and there are sometimes annoying bugs. Annoying bugs. Flying this way and that way. But there's a message in the bugs. That's what the message is saying. There's a message. We don't have prophets today. We have holy people. We have great sages. Great scholars. We don't have people at this level of Moshe Rabbeinu, of a Yonah Hanavi. But there are other ways that Hashem sends His messages. That's what the message is saying. You should know that this is true. Hashem sends us messages through the little annoying things in our lives. And in this case, with the Tzvardea, it was, it was really life-threatening. It was life-threatening. They were literally jumping into the mouths of the people, or jumping into their food. Or they, could, they could die, they could choke. Says the message, we find that this is true. We find, I'm just moving this a second. We find that there's an animal called Itzira, which are hornets, and Hashem promises in the Psukim that He's going to use them in order to, to exact a price, exact judgment from the Amorites. If there were no frogs, what would Hashem have used, as it were? Of course, He could have created something else, but what would He have used to punish the Egyptians? That's how the Pasuk says, I'm sending, I'm sending, if you don't send out my children, I'm going to give you, I'm going to strike you. I'm going to give you a punishment through the frogs. Hashem uses all means at His disposal in order to bring about not so much as a punishment, it is a punishment, but it's also a to bring out an awareness inside of the person. The experiences that we have, the little annoying things in life, the little bothersome things, these are lessons for us. There's a reason why this happens. Because wants us to wake up. Wake up. It's a, it's a message, just like a, a Navi. A prophet would come into our houses, knock on our doors and say, Wake up, Yidin. Wake up, Jews. It's time to do tshuva. It's time to repent. It's time to be better. It's time to change. That's what the messages are. A person stubs his toe. A person is not feeling well. They're sick. They have the flu. The Torah tells us, the Medrash tells us, Chazal teach us, these are messages from Hashem. These are, this is, this is part of what's going on. Let's see the Hemshech of the Medrash. Ma'u hine anachi noigif. Says the Medrash another pshat. What is the idea of I am coming to strike you? Right, and the gifa, besides for being a, a strike, striking, it also means a a plague, right? A plague, as in like the Corona plague, or as in like the Black Plague. The first pshat here, the Medrash says, is that God says, "I'm going to push upon you." These these plagues. We find that in reference to causing damage, you could have an ox that pushes against a human being, a person, and causes him damage. Hashem also is going to bring about a great damage upon the Egyptians. Now here's something which is really interesting, very amazing, and I think very pertinent to the experience that we all just had in regards to Corona. Every single Maka, each and every one of the Makas of the plagues, blood, 
frogs, lice, wild beasts. We're bringing to Dever. Dever is the plague. Dever is the is the sickness, like a corona type of plague that was brought upon the Egyptians. Now, when did it start? When did it start? Where did it come from? It didn't come from bats in Wuhan, but it did come, it did start when the blood, when the Nile turned to blood. That was the beginning of it. And then the Tzvardim, the frogs came out of the Nile. That brought brought the plague further, brought it closer. And then the kingdom, the lice, brought it even more close. And the wild beasts, they brought it closer as well. Each of the previous makas was a build-up to bring to the dever, the plague, that would come as the fifth maka in this context. And perhaps we could say it's true, really, each of them was building up to the final one of the plagues, which was the death of the firstborn. Right? He says at the very beginning, Moshe has told to tell power that if he doesn't let out the Jewish people, he's going to bring a negifa, a plague. He's going to strike them. With what will he strike them? He will strike them with dever, with with a with a sickness, a plague of sickness. We find that the Yad Hashem, in reference to the plague that came upon the animals and the people as well, that plague was was referred to as the hand of Hashem. The hand of Hashem was upon the cattle. So it's a negifa, is a striking with one's hand. Hashem struck the Egyptians. From the very beginning already, there was a build-up that was taking place, one after another, until we got to that, until we got to that plague, the plague of the plague. So it's very interesting. It's very interesting because what we see here is a powerful thing. We see here that when we are leading up to a certain revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because really the makas, the plagues are a revelation of Hashem, right? We find a reference to the fact that when Mashiach comes, there's a, a light that shines, and that light, in that light, the tzaddik and the righteous bask in that light, and the, the wicked are burned by the light. When Hashem brings the makas, so they're a light for Kalal Yisrael, they free the Jewish people, and at the same time, they strike the Egyptians, the wicked ones. But there's an, an, there's a, it's midurag, right? There's an ascending nature to these plagues. There's more and more revelation of Hashem. The first one is the, is the opening. The blood is the opening of the revelation. Hashem is striking. The Nile, the Nile was one of the gods of the Egyptians. He's striking the Nile. So he's revealing himself more with the Tzfardim, with the, with the frogs. But each one of these is bringing to the next level and the next level of revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of His light for the righteous and darkness and destruction for the wicked. And in, in reading this, I can't help but relate it to ourselves, relate it to our times related to what we have experienced and are continuing to experience. Because you can see, and this is something my Rosh Hashiva, my pair mentioned, during, the, during the, the peak of Corona, when we were going through that difficult time, locked in our houses, 
locked out of our shuls, you know, locked out of our schools, our children had to learn from home. There are hashlachot, there are uh, ramifications, subsidiaries of the plague. Right? Corona does a certain thing, but it also has, it brings the next plague, so to speak. It brings about the next uh, revelation of Hashem's judgment in the world. Right? We can see very clearly that Corona caused a certain political upheaval in the world, in America, in Israel. Everything, one thing leads to the next. It, it's, it's like a snowball. It snowballs. And right now in the world, politically and emotionally and internationally and interactively, the way that we think about each other has has really, I mean, we've things that were changing before, but things have really changed. Polarization, things like that. You know, all these things are results of HaKadosh Baruch Hu bringing a certain revelation as we get closer and closer to the ultimate revelation of Mashiach, of the Messiah. May it be soon and speedily in our days. But each of these revelations is a successive and advancing and and revelation and it builds on itself and it opens up the the opportunity for the next thing to occur right if we think about it corona causes a certain political situation to to be brought about that political situation brings out another situation look around the world read the news a little bit see what's going on and you see that things are snowballing rising building for what for what where is it going it's growing it's going straight clearly to Yemais HaMashiach, to an incredible revelation, to a binyan beis hamikdash, to a building of the Holy Temple, on the Har HaKodesh B'Yushalayim, on the Holy Mountain in Jerusalem. We're waiting for that moment, and, and like, where does it happen? Well, it's very interesting, because here, Hashem says, look, at the very beginning, right, besides her being told, like we just saw in the Medrash, that that Hashem is going to bring in the Gifa, He's going to strike them, which is referring to Dever, which is the fifth of the plagues, and it starts already from the beginning, before anything starts, or it starts here by Tzfardea, but really, as the Mephoshim say, it was started already before, by, by blood. But really, Moshe Rabbeinu was told, from the very onset, that he's to tell power, he's going to strike his firstborn. Everything was really leading up to the striking of the firstborn, because that, in the destruction of Egyptians, of the Egyptians' most powerful and important aspect was the beginning, the revelation of the light of the Jewish people's firstborn aspect, which was the fact that we are the firstborn of the world. We are the firstborn of the, of the, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of God Himself, as it were. And so there's, from the very onset, as we look at the plagues, as we go through the description of those events, we see that there's a build-up, a build-up, a build-up. And everything is leading, it's snowballing and leading to the next thing. And that's how it is in our times as well. We're living in momentous times. We're living in a time where, you know, obviously it's easy to say, Mashiach has never been closer. The Messiah has never been closer. It's easy to say that. It's easy to see that. We are all al-hasaf. We are on the, on the threshold of Hashem's revelation in the world. And part of that revelation is, you'll have, as we have in, in, in the Psukim, you know, there's a plague and there's quiet. There's a plague and there's quiet. There's a plague and there's quiet. And to a certain extent, you know, Corona, at least for sure in Israel, I don't know how it is out there in Chutzlarts, but uh, there's a sense that this, that's calmed down. 
We're not so concerned about it. We're not thinking about it so much. It's not in our minds. Here and there we hear sad stories, but it's not the center of our attention. There's other stuff going on in Ukraine and Russia. Stuff going on in Iran, etc. I don't want to get involved in, in all the details. Just open up the news if you want to find out the details. But the bottom line is that things are getting, they're building. They're getting closer. And there's a culmination of a process. We're watching that process. And that process, if you look carefully, you could see that that was there throughout. You can go back 100 years. You can go back 2,000 years. I don't need to go back that far. And you can see how one thing leads to a next, leads to a next. World War I meant that the British Empire overtook the Ottoman Empire, and now they had the ability to hand it to the, to, to write the white paper and hand it to the Jews, and eventually that opened up the possibility that the League of Nations, the UN would partition, have the partition plan, we would be able to be here. One thing after another, after another, seven million Jews are in this country. Unbelievable thing. Only growing. We're in the process. We are there. We are in the process. We're not yet at the climax of the process, but it's undeniable that we're in the process. And so, as we look at this, we need to ask ourselves, we need to say to ourselves, are we looking for the hand of Hashem? Do we see it? Do we see that the tzvardim, the frogs, that's Hashem. Hashem put it there. Why? To punish the Egyptians. The mosquito is there to punish in order for us to wake up and recognize. Do we see that all the things that we've experienced over the last few years, decades, etc., there's a wake-up call. Are we hearing it? We don't yet have Nevi, and we will have prophets again very soon. We have most of the Jewish people lives in Eretz Yisrael. Prophecy can return. But we don't yet have those prophets. But the prophets are right there in front of us. They're in the messages that Hashem sends us through the mosquito through the annoying fly, through the challenges that we experience in our lives, these are to wake us up and to ask us to recognize that there's nothing that's happenstance, that everything that's going on in the world, nationally, internationally, individually, everything is a message from Hashem and everything is leading up to something in our personal lives and leading up to something in our national lives as part of the Jewish people. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to recognize the signs, hear the prophecies, hear the little messages of the fly and the mosquito. Hashem should help us that we should recognize the process that's begun and understand what it really means and and that the process, as it comes to a close, it's coming to a close. Hashem should help us to be able to be here, to be in the land of Israel, to be able to have those front row seats to be able to experience the awesome majesty of Hashem as He reveals Himself to the world. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.